Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2013. Yeah, sorry all of our listeners for not getting here any sooner. I have been moving and uh, going through craziness, and uh, John's been busy too. It's just been havoc. I hope we're uh, crazy. Yeah, we've got so much content. It's, it, we're going to be filling you in on lots of stuff. So uh, hope you enjoy the next few programs, and we'll do our best to not break it again for a while. <laughs> <laughs> so you had a good uh, good holidays? I did. I did. Uh, it was pretty relaxing thing at the house. We, know we didn't have family. We didn't go anywhere. We just stayed home and had holiday stuff. Um, didn't go out for New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve, St. Patrick's Day, those are the two days of the year I make sure I do not step out of the house after dark. Because every every amateur drinker on the planet comes out on those two days, and it's like the most dangerous day to be outside of your house that there is. So I stay home. Yeah, amen. Uh, no doubt. <laughs> we, we, we New Year's, whatever. You know, it was pretty funny. Sorry, I we we went to an all new low. We just uh, she got home from work because she'd worked the day, and we sat down with her laptops and looked at each other. Be New Year's, shared a kiss, and went back to her lo- laptop. That's it. <laughs> no parties, nothing. Oh, then we did, went to bed. It's pretty did exciting. Least, did you at least stay up to midnight? No. no me neither. I was in bed by 10. <laughs> no. Yeah, no, we were exhausted. Uh, just, it's been ongoing, nonstop. Everything's just nonstop. With, I mean, I moved two places. <laughs> Stupid. I, I, I'm just going to say this once. That's your own fault. <laughs> I know. I know. Couldn't say no. The, the, I even tried to push the the buy later so we could enjoy it later, but the owners wanted us to buy it then. So. Well, the, the newest interesting thing in, in my life is my son got a new job, and, and we're, we're preparing him. He's moving from Orlando, Florida to Anchorage, Alaska, and he leaves what? next week. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, so we're like making. It's been real fun. I, I lived in Alaska when I was a kid, so it's fun for me to like. He's literally going to be living in an apartment that's less than three miles from the house that I lived in when I was a kid in Anchorage. Well, it's probably that's because Anchorage is three miles diameter. No, Anchorage is, three, <laughs> Anchorage is bigger than your city. It's, Anchorage has three hundred thousand people. That's not bigger than my city. Victoria's not. How many people does Victoria have? Over half a million. Oh, never mind. <laughs> We sprawl. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> In any case, we. <laughs> I try not to do too much. This we got to get to to the to the point here. That's really cool, though. By the way, I I think our Anchorage would be awesome to check out and live for a while. Although you better oh, throw yeah. them in a freezer or something, get them used to it. 
Well, he's leaving his car at our house, and I'm thinking maybe I could just drive it up to him, take like a week long road trip, and drive it up there because I want to go back and visit. But then, then I figured out the cost of gas and food and lodging is almost two thousand dollars to drive to Anchorage. So I'm like, maybe I'll just ship it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, and all your time too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, let's start with some of the news. My favorite one is uh, I just I, I read this just incredulously. I couldn't believe it. Irish, uh, this particular Irish newspaper is charging people to link to them and are chasing down people who don't pay. Wow. So how, how are they chasing them? I didn't read the article, so I'm, I'm going to bug you. How, when they chase people down, where do they tell them? It's like, what, what legal right do they have to say, no, you can't link to me? Well, it's, that's, that's it. There's no precedent for it. So without precedent, they can kind of do what they want until it goes to court. They're just like scare, scare tactics to send the, send the lawyers after you and hope you pay. Oh, yeah. Like, here's the pricing. One to five links is 300 euros. Six to 10, 500. 11 to 15, 700. 50 plus is negotiable because 26 to 50 is 1350. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah. There's oh, yeah, an example that's... here. The newspaper's agent demanded an annual payment from a woman's domestic violence charity. Okay, how low do you get from here? <laughs> because they said they owned copyright in a link to the newspaper's public website. What, what, so they own copyright? Is, are they assuming that the URLs are copyrighted? Yes. They're, they're linking to their content, and since they're linking to them, that, that should be paid for because it's their copyrighted content. Interesting. So, so I wonder if you could copyright a URL. Not, not just a domain, because a domain can have like copyright words in it, but can you copyright a URL, like a slogan? You know how you copyright slogans for advertising. Could you copyright a URL? Well, you mean trademark, because copyright's pretty much anything you write is copyrighted. Yeah. Yeah, trademark. Yeah, yeah I guess. Either way. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, it's stupid to do it, and especially tell people, we don't want you linking to us because we don't want your link juice. We don't want to do better in their engines. But... Uh, <laughs> This is the National Newspapers of Ireland. That's 16 newspapers. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. <laughs> and, and to quote them, it says, it's the view of the National Newspapers of Ireland that a link to copyrighted material does constitute infringement of copyright. That's just awe-inspiring. Well, so, yeah, like, goodbye, Google. Uh, my friend, uh, you know, Scott, who we had on the show. To- so, so, <laughs> so we've got we've got the situation where newspapers across the planet are in crisis because of the internet, right? Because people are publishing on the internet, and then the print version of the newspapers are, are there's a major crisis in the industry. Just there's no doubt about it. It's it's a huge problem. So that this newspaper group, the, the National Newspaper Group in Ireland, has decided that. We don't want to deal with the online side. We want to just our copyright is so important to us that all we care about is that and not the fact that our print side is going to pot and our online side is our only hope for survival, but we're going to chop it off at the knees. Makes good sense to me. I think they're drinking too much. I don't know. Yeah. Tim Berners-Lee, in, in Links and Laws, Myths in April 1997, something he wrote, he says, uh, myth, heading Myth 1, a normal link is an incitement to copy the linked document which infringes copyright. So he actually covered this in 1997. He says, the ability to refer to a document or a person or anything else is in general a fundamental right of free speech to the same extent that speech is free. Making the reference with a hypertext link is more efficient, but changes nothing else. 
And I received a mail message asking for, quote unquote, permission to link to our site. I refused as I insisted that permission was not needed. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think a link is like a citation. I mean, you can cite a work without infringing on copyright. Yeah, and and it's stupid as all hell because get out because you're telling them, go to their site to read their content. (laughs) Ah, We don't uh, want you promoting us. No, how dare you? I wish I had a good Irish accent. Anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty glad you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, it was fabulous. Just reading that, I was just, uh, and it's, it's, this is not a joke. This is for, this is real. Yeah. Anyway, what's the next one on here? Well, this was interesting. Um, if you didn't catch it a week or so ago, Google, in the, in the Google Help forums, um, somebody asked a question about local plus pages for businesses that didn't have, um, that had their addresses hidden. So if you don't know, if you have a, if you have a business and you, it's like out of your house, and let's say you're a um, party planner or something like that, and you work out of your kitchen, you can get it, still get a business listing in Google, and you can ask them to hide your address so people don't show up at your home, right? Well, if you are one of those businesses that do that, Google is now telling you that you need to delete your Google Plus local page for your business because apparently Google Plus local does not support the businesses that have their addresses hidden. And they want you to go ahead and delete that page apparently so that once they do support it, and they plan on supporting it eventually, that you can come back and build a proper page that works with your hidden address. Um, So they're telling people, delete your page. If, if you have your address hidden, that is. It's, and that's because they're not supported within Google Plus yet. Yet. Per, yet. They, they will eventually. Um, when eventually is, is anybody's guess. Now, that said, uh, to quote the article here, and it's from uh, Search Engine Roundtable, uh, actually Barry wrote it, is that if, uh, don't worry, quote unquote, you can still manage your business's presence on Google. Here's how. One, if you're a verified business owner in Google Places for Business, manage the listing via the Google Places for Business dashboard, but be sure to hide your address. If not, but a listing for your business exists, so if you don't already have the account but your listing exists, find the listing for your business, become the verified business owner, then manage the page via Google Places for Business dashboard, and et cetera, et cetera. There's lots on here, but it, it, it's, it can be done. At least you can access it. You just make sure your, your address is hidden and... Uh, I think in many ways you're, you're, you've shot yourself in the foot anyway, but they're making you. They're holding it over your foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So next on the agenda here is uh, social is king on smartphones. Yeah, I saw this. I thought it was interesting. Um, I mean, it's it's not a huge surprise. I mean, when people are on out, out and about and they want to, or I should say out and about, um, they feel like they should socialize when they're waiting in line, whenever they're doing whatever they want. Um, so I think that it makes sense that smartphones are becoming more social. But I also read something recently saying that smartphones are starting to reign in terms of surfing as well. Are you finding that too, John? Um, yes, but uh, yeah, they are. There are a lot. But I, but I think the key point to this article to me was the difference between smartphones and tablet usage. Smartphones, people are using for social. And tablets, people are using for search. So when you think about mobile now, you know, when you think about mobile in general, you, you kind of lump tablets and social together. But really, 
or tablets and cell phones together, but really they're almost you almost have to treat them separately now. Tablets are really you know the, the number one activity on tablets is is search or social is for phones. So to that to me, that's what I took from that article more than anything was how it's separating those two activities on the two different devices. Yeah, and, and to give you an idea of just how much growth there's been, now this is via mobile or tablet, so the two combined. In quarter two, 2010, just 2% of retail e-commerce dollars were spent in this market. It's now gone from quarter to quarter three, 2012, it's up to 10%. That's impressive. That's, that's a Can't lot of money. There was a study that came out just last week, and I wish I had it in front of me, that was talking about how the, 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 the retail sales, people are actually buying things through cell phones and tablets, is just, just going through the roof, actually making sales from these mobile devices. Not just the research, not just the social, but actually pushing the buy button on a mobile device is just shooting through the roof. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I'm old school. I prefer to do that on my PC. I don't like, unless it's... A, a general, straightforward PayPal account that I know I've, I've got the info, I can just do it. Okay. I don't mind doing that. And if it's a Google Play account, I've already got something really um, set up, I, I can do that for, through my tablet. But I wouldn't go to like Best Buy and buy a TV on my tablet. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but there's other things you can buy. Like you, you, you're buying things on Facebook. People buy things you know, through Amazon. Yeah. I actually, um, this is airing on Monday. I'm in Vegas um, this Monday at the Affiliate Summit. I'm speaking. And last week when I booked my ticket, I booked it on my iPad. So I bought an airplane ticket on my iPad. So commerce is happening on these mobile devices more and more. Interesting. Did you, uh, like for me, I only do it when I've got a pre-existing account and they've already got my info. I don't like entering credit card information, I guess because it's a pain in the ass on a tablet or phone. Um, do you already have a pre-existing account with where you got your your no. tickets? Oh. No, I, I entered the credit card number. What, why don't you like doing that? Is is it a security thing or just a convenience thing or what? Mixture. I mean, yeah. security, it's more just like, why bother if I can just do it on my computer? Second of all, um, I find it just a bit tedious typing that way. I'm faster typing on a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is a point. It's, it's, it's more convenient sometimes to type on a keyboard than a, an iPad, but... Mm-hmm. You know, that's something retail will, I'm sure, work out. I there's I, I read about a new um, app that, that someone or a new product or something someone was pitching at CES this week. Um, it's a new service. It's kind of like a Surrey, but it's like for everything and not just one device. And basically, it was like saying, you know, you could talk to something and say, if it was your iPad or your iPhone, and you were browsing and you say buy that, and boom. Ah. You, you don't even have to type anything in. You just say buy it, and boom, it's on its way to your house. I don't like that. <laughs> it's too easy. You're, you're too old school. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break, and we'll get back to uh, some of this news and my old school talents here. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. 
Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So, old school, eh? I, I don't know. I just think that um, it's too easy for someone to miss say that. Like, oh, I wonder if I should buy this. I'm pretty sure there's going to be something like um, whatever. Like if Are it was you Siri, sure? you'd say, you know, it would, if it was Siri, you'd have to say something. Siri, buy this. You'd have to like. I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of protection in front of it like that. If not, <laughs> the, the, the people who built it are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not going to put it past anyone. But anyway, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, it's it, I, it'll certainly take some adoption. Uh, people are just getting used to voice. Never mind buying the voice. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, if you think about it, though, the whole the, the big push you have every year at CES, there's something that everybody's trying to push. Excuse me. Last year it was smart TVs. This year, it's the year of turning everything, con- connecting everything to the internet. You know, they've talked about it for years. How your refrigerator is connected to the internet, and this is connected to the internet. But apparently, at CES this year, every other product is some normal household thing that is now connected to the internet, and they. And they're all working. I mean, Lowe's has this new system where they sell the system and they and they sell all the appliances and they make sure that the manufacturers allow the appliances to connect to their system. But basically, it runs your whole house on the internet and everything's connected to everything else. So it's it's it, you know when it comes to that kind of technology and whether you know you're going to buy something by talking to your phone, you know, you walk in and, and you, when you say you walk in and you say you know turn the lights on and the lights come on. That's not science fiction anymore. That's happening right now, and it's it's a lot of it starting at CES this year. Oh yeah, well that's cool. I, yeah. Whereas buy this gives me just the creeps, man. It's instantaneous debt, and <laughs> I already have a hard enough time saying no to buying things online. Never mind that. Oh, yeah. good I'll, I'll walk up behind you, go 
buy that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Siri, buy that. No, Siri, buy, don't buy that. Siri, buy that. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right, well, what's next here? Um, Facebook launches nearby for business, competing with Google Plus Local, Yelp, and other location-based social and search activities. Man, I, I'm not sure who put that on. Was that you? Yeah. They, yeah. The, <laughs> Facebook, Facebook's getting into the, to the local game. I'm not going to call it local search because they still suck at search, but they're, they're doing the, the business profiles and people, they've, they've had the check-in service for now, but now they're taking it to the, ne- the next level where they connect it to the business profiles and the business pages. So, so nearby is, is going to be one of those services that's going to compete with Yelp, with reviews and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's still very infantile. It's, it's, it's young yet. Um, until they get the whole search thing worked out, there's going to be some limitations. Um, I did hear, uh, I'm not sure if it was this service or another one about there's a product out now where, um, what's it called? But basically it connects to nearby and it'll just, when you're walking, if, if you happen to take a trip to New York City and you're walking around and there's a business that one of your friends likes or something that's in your interest, it'll, you know, it'll alert you that, hey, next block over, there's this. So that that could be interesting it should be interesting to learn a lot about your friends if it happens to be like a nudie joint or something. Yeah. Well, you know, if you put that on Facebook in the first place, it's your friend's fault. <laughs> or another type of joint that, yeah, yeah it could be interesting. Remind me to turn that feature off when I'm walking around Victoria next time, would you? <laughs> oh, hey, I got good taste. Yeah, I'm only picking the best ones. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Uh, just make sure I turn Scott off as a friend. I don't know when, I don't oh, want to know where he goes. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think nearby is I mean, Facebook's going to jump on the bandwagon and everything. I mean, they, they, they even said that search is in the future. I mean, no, no duh. I mean, so, they've got so much content there. It's just ridiculous. The only way search will really work for them is if they like buy Microsoft or buy Yahoo. I think it would be really interesting to see Yahoo and Facebook team up and get rid of Microsoft because the whole Microsoft-Yahoo deal is going to fall apart within a year anyway. And then if, if Yahoo then put, throws, its, throws itself into Facebook and becomes, you know, uses Yahoo's older search technology and beef it up and then give it to Facebook, it could be interesting. Now, why do you think Yahoo and uh, Microsoft are going to break up? Oh, I mean, when Marissa Meyer went in there, she basically said this, you know, the, the Yahoo has not been getting out of the deal what they expected to get out of the deal. So, ah. you know, they've said it all along that they're not happy. So as soon as the contract's up, if for them to re- redo it would be pretty, pretty groundbreaking. I don't think they're going to redo the contract when it's up. That's all, that's what, I guess what I'm saying. Well, right now, Facebook does even have search. I can't search all my previous posts. At least I don't it, know how. It has search. You can search for people and things yeah, like that. But you, you really can't go in and search and find people who have posted on a certain topic. And whether you will ever be able to do that, I don't know. Um, you'd only be able to search public public walls and public posts to begin with. Most people don't make it public. So then you'd only really be able to search your friends' networks. It, 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 you know. it seems pretty logical. I mean, you just search based on what you're allowed to search within the networks and you could just hone it yourself um, and, just and, friends just public whatever you want 
Yeah, but but as far as if you're trying to find out some information, unless one of your friends has happened to talk about that, it's the only reason you would ever find a result. That doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, if if I want to know who's what George Washington birthday is, and none of my friends have ever done that, so it's like you know, to compete with search engines, Facebook has to have a broader base of information available to individuals. Right now, it's a very narrow set of information based on what the, their friends have talked about. It's not really viable. They uh, have to see. I don't think it. I think. I think the opposite. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for people to uh, connect more with other people of either like or dissimilar minds. Because if you think of all the different people, like I'm always posting controversial stuff publicly, and probably shouldn't be, but I am. And you know, let's say someone wants to get in on a conversation about something really hot topic, like the NRA. They could type in NRA and see who's discussing it and see whether or not there's someone that's saying something they don't like or they like, and they could jump in there and post their thoughts. You know, um, uh, Now, well, obviously, or like the person or dislike, whatever. They could, they could look at it and it'd be an interesting way to source out what the, uh, the overall sentiment is, too, out of a, a particular market. Yeah, see, and, that, and that's one of the things that people complain about when it comes to personalization of search. So what you're talking about is the ultimate personalization of search. You're only going to see things that, that are personal to you or personal to your friends, right? Well, it's because you're, you're searching for it. You type in NRA. Yeah, right. But you're never going to see any opinions outside of your, your circle, right? No, so I said public or. Yeah, but the public, public is so limited right now that... I mean, how many people do you know have their their walls public information? It's I, I, I see a lot of posts that are public. I think it's bigger than we think now. Uh, I mean, a lot of people don't even bother changing. You know how it is. It always remembers what you had last time. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know. I think it'd be really interesting, though, because if anything, it might make people... I would be fascinating for the market marketing end of things. It'd be just fascinating, because all of a sudden you could start posting things publicly that you want people to find to instigate discussion. You could even make it public discussion so they don't have to be your friend. Yeah. They'd have to make you they'd have to make those controls a lot more visible and a lot more easy a lot easier to access. You mm-hmm. know, like it is in Google Plus, for instance. Google Plus it's really easy to see which circles or whether it's public or individuals that you're posting to. That's still really clunky inside of Facebook. Yeah. But it's, it's cool. It gets me kind of pumped. I, I think that would r- really open up Facebook to an, a new level of actual participative marketing because otherwise they own, you, only have to, you can only really do it through uh, community building and uh, paid advertising. And this way, it's more, it's, it's, it's more, I don't know, it just seems more personable. Hey, I actually, I actually heard a thing today that really made me think. I was talking to somebody about Facebook paid advertising, and they insinuated that Facebook paid advertising improves edge rank. And I called mm-hmm. them out and I said, I'm like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You cannot pay to improve your edge rank. It's not going to work that way. And they made a really, really good point. And I had to step back. I said, you know, you're right. Paid advertising on Facebook doesn't improve edge rank directly, but what it does is exposes your content to more people than it would normally. It gives them the chance to interact with it more. So if you're normally, you post something and it would be exposed to 100 people and you get, you know, 
two or three comments. If you had the, if you did the paid posting and you expose it to a thousand people, you have a chance to get more people commenting and interacting with that, which then improves your edge rank from that perspective. And that's what sure, I've got a interesting- follow up to that, but we have to take a quick break. Okay, so we'll read okay. and we'll just keep to talking about that. It's like okay. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? (laughs) You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. (laughs) AimClear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding-edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. AimClear, this is how you sell with social. AimClear, this is how you sell with social. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Ooh, that was CEO. Anyway, uh, we what were the just... the hell was that? I don't know. <laughs> I think I got, it's the influence from Brasco earlier. I think someone just pinched you in the ass. <laughs> oh, I wish. Anyway... <laughs> um, so I know we're in overtime right now, but I, that was interesting. We were just bringing up because really what you were talking about there about um, paying for an ad, how it can actually hype up something and then increase edge rank just because it does get more people interested. The same thing works for StumbleUpon. If you pay StumbleUpon to have your, your, your page found or stumbled while people are stumbling and they like it, it's one thing that you, they StumbleUpon will guarantee that people will see it. They'll, they'll, they'll guarantee it. But if someone actually likes it or comments on it or does something socially with it within the StumbleUpon system or otherwise, it actually does become its own animal, and you don't pay for that. 
You only right. paid for them finding it. It's so, like the it's like the snowball rolling downhill. It's the, the paid advertising is the push to get it started rolling downhill, and then you know it just takes off from there. Which is why StumbleUpon and Facebook right now are phenomenal bangs for your buck. Uh, yeah. StumbleUpon is tougher because I, I've you know my recent tests. Uh, it's their fickle crowd. I mean, you've really got to have something fascinating. And even though I thought it was good what we were putting out there, it obviously wasn't fascinating enough. So yeah, and that makes a great point. Both of those strategies only really work if you have really great content. I mean, if you're just putting out crap, nobody's going to interact with it. It's got to be good content. And everyone should keep in mind, you know, you think maybe the odd person listening may think, man, there's not much SEO going on here today. That's not true. Because what this does is it's all about the social signal, and it's also about people finding your content, which then leads to more... Uh, uh, signals to Google saying that this is something they should look at and look at with more, uh, more perhaps serious intent, and it can affect your rankings um, more so as time goes on. I mean, obviously, social has uh, still got a bit of a; it's got the brakes on. It's not completely running SEO by any means, but there is a, an element of that signal that helps. Great. Yeah. Well, you know what? We, we've got uh, a lot, lots more content here, but I think we should probably throw it to the next show. <laughs> no, let's, let's talk about the one Matt, the, the, the Matt Cuts video first, and then, then we can go. Oh, to sure. Show. Yeah, I love this. Because I love it. Because Matt Cuts does that the, the Webmaster video series, right, where he talks about things like two or three minute videos. And he got this question. Um, he says, what was the biggest surprise for you and your spam team in 2012? And I, I thought that was great. And it was a good question, and he thought so, but his, his answer was really simple. He was, he was surprised that people still fall for SEO scams. And all the things and everything we've talked about, everybody's talked about people still fall for scammers, SEO scammers. And to be, to be this Google spam team's number one surprise of the year, I thought that was really telling. Um, just if you get a chance, search for, uh, what's the name of the video? Do you have it up there, Ross? I don't. Uh, click on it now. Quote, unquote, what has been the biggest surprise? Eh, it's easy. should be able to find it pretty yeah. easy then. Yeah, what is big, the, biggest, the biggest surprise? Matt Cuts, and you should find it. But it's a great, it's like a three-minute video. Please go listen to it. If, you know, if people are talking to you about they've been scanned by SEOs, Matt goes over a number of things that, that really help identify and you know, mystify us in the, in the industry. So it's great. You know. <laughs> You notice that you go through his videos, and man, he's always got a bit different background. Or not always, but quite often. He must either move offices a lot. Well, it's funny, because he does, he does a lot of these at the same time. right? He'll do like 20 videos in a day or, mm-hmm. or, or an afternoon, and he brings in a stack of T-shirts, and he changes T-shirts between each video, even though he's doing them all back-to-back, <laughs> so it looks like he's doing them on different days. Why bother? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. I know it's a bit long, but I hope you got something out of it. And uh, we've got some questions and answers we're going to plug into next time. And, you know, if you've got anything else that's more current or anything you'd like to add, please do post it on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. And, John, what's our Google Plus page for people to find that? Right now, it's, you just have to go to the communities, search for SEO, and we'll be one of the top ones because we've optimized our Google our Google community, but we don't have an actual uh, custom yeah, name yeah. for the communities. They don't, they don't allow us to do it yet. But but go to the community section, search for SEO, and look for the SEO one logo and banner, and we're there. Or if you want to be really accurate, type in SEO one hundred and one because I know it's a lot. It's all it's it's three more 
yes. four more clicks, but you know, so be it. Uh, <laughs> so thanks for everyone joining us today. And I hope you have a wonderful new year. Uh, we're looking forward to sharing lots of great info with you this year. And uh, have a great week. Well, remember, don't forget to, to tune in every Monday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Until then, have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of webmasterradio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.